0: Benhouse. I am Carl Middleman and we have a special special guest this week so special
1: my partner on the Max on movies show oh yes Mr. Max on Movies hello everyone thanks so much for having me back it was a joy to be on here last time on the Real Times Trio and I'm happy to be subbing for Dan Buffa because once again that means that Dan and I are not in the same room Dan got a kick out of my intro last time, so I thought I would give him another dig. So hello, Dan. We will talk with
2: our guest, Max, on movies coming up next. And then we'll talk about Maleficent, Mistress of Evil. Then around minute 16, we'll talk about Lucy in the Sky. Around minute 27, we'll talk about Dolomite is My Name. Around minute 34, we'll talk about Where's My Roy Cone. Then around minute 40, we'll talk about DVDs, Stuber, The Art of Self-Defense, and Crawl. And then around minute 45, we'll talk about why we didn't get to see Zombieland Double Tap. Ah. All right. So let's start with the biggest movie of the week. I read a stat this week that said... Oh, wait. I read a stat this week that said, in 2019, Disney has 40% of the U.S. box office.
0: Oh, my goodness.
2: Which, because of Endgame and, uh, I guess, Captain Marvel. Yeah, that was a billion dollars, and that was this year. And also... They are going to, it's going to get higher with this move and uh, And Aladdin, Rise of Skywalker, Toy Story 4. Toy Story 4. And as Max said, Rise of Skywalker is coming out
1: in the last two weeks of December. I understand that people are angry at Disney. It's it's great to punch up and and to try to take down the big guy. And of course, it is disconcerting when they do things like buy 20th Century Fox because it's a big film catalog that Mm -hmm. now, and the Simpsons that they're now in, in, in control of. But. I can't hate Disney, and it's not because I'm a Disney show, as I've been accused of being in the past, yes. uh, but because they are such good stewards of all of their intellectual properties. I mean, over the years with Marvel, the Muppets, you Disney, Star Wars, s- you they do saw such a great that job. Uh,
2: you saw that Instagram story this week of all the movies that they are going to be releasing on Disney Plus. Yeah, I haven't seen Gus yeah. in probably.
1: Twenty-five years. There were so many great older live-action films, uh, and a lot well, of Kurt Russell stuff Boy who could fly oh. stuff I haven't seen since I was a kid. The computer the wore is, tennis shoes. Yeah, the thing is, I can't hate Disney. I think that they're they're obviously really good at what they do, and that's why they are the number one on the block. Gus
2: is one of the few movies where Tim Con- Conway and Don Knotts. Appeared together, but don't share any scenes. They did like four or five movies together, and this is the only one. This is the only one they don't share any scenes, I think. And I loved – that was the mule that kicked field goals when they said the Swedish word or some Scandinavian word, oyage. And I remember that. came out in 1976, and I saw that in the theater, and I don't
0: remember anything else about it. (laughs) Well, it's the –
2: It's the mule that kicks field goals. That's all you need to know.
0: Well, when I was a child, as you know, many, many, many moons ago, um, that's pretty much all you had was the Disney for children. And and
2: they released it every
0: seven or eight years. And my mom was a single mom with five kids. So we would pile in the drive and we'd go see the Flubber movies. Son of Flubber. And uh, all that. And then the Dean Jones, that darn cat, and all that. And we just loved it. But it was what was really fun was it was time with mom. Because, you know, she wasn't working, and we got to all be together. So my sister and I went to Lincoln Theater matinees, and it was always a Disney movie or an Elvis movie. But all those Kurt Russell, early Disney, Follow My Boys.
2: All right. Well, we've named all of these these films, films. and unfortunately – Disney is in this thing, This they're remaking all of their classics, and instead of remaking
1: Sleeping Beauty, they've decided to go the Maleficent route. That's right. We do not have movies about Aurora. Nope. I mean, she appears in the movies. Elle Fanning is Aurora, but the movies are not about Sleeping Beauty. No, no they're it, not. It's, it's
2: the fables, once upon a time, uh, let me tell you a story version of this, are, are wicked. Let's see. I think those. I think those are the big four. Yeah, absolutely. Fables was first, then Once Upon a Time, and then Let Me Tell You a Story is on uh, CBS Access, and of course, Wicked, which started the uh, Gregory Maguire. and he did a series of those. He did Wicked, Son of a Witch. Witch, and then he also did Confessions of an Ugly Stepsister, which was the Cinderella
1: version of unpopular wicked. opinion those books are horrible uh, yes but i do <laughs> no I they do are of the broadway play right yeah
0: oh no they are like if people think they oh, they're gonna I get the wicked i'm gonna read the book no. no and then it's a hard read i remember a friend it's a slog it, yeah it was her book club that was when the broadway show just oh, yeah. came out so, so they were all really like shocked and they were shocked this they were bo- very this book shocked. Sucks. Yeah. It's
2: one thing. Usually, the book was better. Not with the Gregory McGuire books. I,
1: I, now, once upon a time, I think they had about seven seasons. They I did. stuck with it through about five. I, well, I, you I tuned kind of, in to I, I, see I, Frozen.
2: You tuned in to I, see I, Anna Elsa. That's,
1: right. that's right. I did come back for you that. You came but, back in uh, the fourth season. I didn't finish season. it, though. I didn't, I didn't finish, finish it either. I yeah.
2: started the first... Because they ended at the sixth. The great. Well, the first the season's great. The second season, and then they... Go, they go they up and down yes, yes. and then the 6th season they ended it perfectly and then ABC wanted, yeah. Disney wanted a seventh season. So they and one. so they rebooted with jettisoning half of the cast. The way they wrote around it is it was a separate curse and some people were in curse. But uh. the
1: best of the sort of alternate version of uh, classic fairy tales for me has to be Bill Willingham's Fables. It's an incredible graphic novel series that if you can't afford them because they're quite expensive now in their collective uh, uh, volumes, go to your local library. You can request mm-hmm. them. And I've read the entire fables uh, uh, through my local library. But, but, but Marvel's incredible. done what ifs forever, sure, also, course, and
0: so course. has DC. Yeah. Yeah. Give a shout out to the St. Louis Public Library. Yeah,
1: no, definitely, definitely wonderful. You, you uh, or the County get, Library or the yeah.
2: Richmond Heights, are they all. There are several municipal libraries. Yeah, here. but not, you not can just or, St. Louis.
0: You can order everything, whole series yeah. of mm-hmm. of TV amazing. shows. It's amazing, and yeah.
1: people don't realize you can do that with comics. You can read Sandman. You can read Saga. Watchmen. So many great Watchmen. You can read them through your right library. before that comes on HBO this weekend.
2: All right, so the first movie, five years ago. Does it seem that it was five years nope. ago? Uh, as I was telling, as you heard, might have heard on the Maxon Movie Show this week, I was at the black carpet premiere of Maleficent on the Disney, I'm guessing it was the Disney Wonder. And I was on that, and I Skyped in to on Movies to talk about that, and I found it inoffensible. It was, and and not, not because I was on a cruise ship in the middle of the Caribbean. It wasn't... Anything I, I believe if we, we go back and listen to that, I, I said I don't know why this movie was made. Yeah, I just thought it was too much CGI, it was but too- it's a beautiful CGI. The fairy world, as I said at the time, the fairy world is gorgeous, it's amazing what they could do with nothing. They
1: didn't have any real sets, you know. I, I, I really disliked that first film. Uh, we just talked about all the different, um, sort of alternate remakes takes on, on fairy tales and how most of us. Or, I'm sorry, we, we've enjoyed most of those. So I thought I was going to dig Maleficent. But I think Maleficent is one of Disney's most iconic villains. And I don't mind giving her a backstory, but I mind making her a hero. And that's what they did in that first movie. Not even anti-hero. She's the good guy who's wronged by everybody. They make the story sort of a sexual assault analogy, which I thought was right. was, was interestingly done with the wings being taken by by the uh, yeah, uh, but then, prince. But the, the weird thing of
2: the rape analogy is if you... She gets her wings back at the end of the movie, sure, so sure. you don't get your dignity back after. But Angelina Jolie said this is what she was going for when she was doing that, yes, yes. And, and try and to get away for rape victims to feel healing.
1: It's it it's an, an impressive scene in that film, but overall, I really hated that they made her the hero of that story because I thought we storytelling needs great villains, right? And uh, you know the the recent you need a antagonist. The recent Joker movie did not make Joker the hero. Uh, Darth Vader, we understand in his backstory, he was not the hero. And so I didn't mind giving her... He was a pawn. Yeah, I I didn't mind giving her a backstory, but I was really let down that they made her a hero. Fast forward five years. I can't believe it's been five years. And now we have most of the same cast back. Everybody except except for the boy. The prince. The prince. Also, and you
2: know, Disney's doing something else right now. They've written a series of books that that tell backstories about uh, the evil queen, Maleficent, uh, the Beast there there are five of them and they they're all interconnected because you know you have to have the shared universe now and it's like a series of three witches are traveling to all of these things and putting things into motion so Disney what? Disney is doing these things very very deliberately I have a question about the yes. Disney
1: version of Captain Hook yeah what's his name Hook before the alligator bit his arm because that's Kind of amazing. Well, of course, hmm. of course. <laughs> if you read like,
2: Peter and the Star Catchers, it was Black Stash, I'm right. Talking about Disney's but, version,
1: but it's not Disney. It's it's J.M. Barry's no, version. No, I'm saying it's the Disney animated version, just that canon, not okay. not, not J.M. Barry. All right. Hmm. So let's talk about
2: <laughs> Mistress of Evil. Maleficent Which does two. refer to Maleficent, yeah, because Max leaned over and said, "Maybe, maybe." I don't get this title. And I said, maybe the mistress of evil is Michelle Pfeiffer. Nope. The first, the first voiceover, Maleficent is the mistress of evil. But then you learn that Michelle Pfeiffer is the one that has been perpetrating that, telling, it doesn't matter everything that happened in the first movie. The legend, history is written by the winners and She's not. She did not come out a winner of this because she's. Oh, she doesn't care about humans. She cares about one human. She wants to be left alone on her Isle of the Moors, raising and, her new daughter Aurora. Ra-
1: right. Spoiler warning: It was her love's kiss that that woke that woke, woke. To me. Woke. You're so woke. I'm so woke. <laughs> that woke Sleeping Beauty, and so a, she w- is, Philip had nothing to do with it. She is now a a, a mother figure uh, to. She's Aurora. the godmother. And uh, five years later, Aurora is in love with the prince and wants to marry him and join the fairy world and the human world together. It's very,
2: it's very... uh,
1: Everybody thinks this is a great idea, except for Michelle Pfeiffer, who wants to destroy all the fairies and rule for some unknown reason. I guess just racism.
2: I will say this for the 10th time, and I will say this to anyone that will listen. For a children's movie, there is a lot of genocide.
1: There's a lot of death. Wow. I I would not bring a young kid to this. They would be... (laughs) Uh, as our colleague Dan Buffa said on his uh, on-air segment on KSDK, kids would be thinking, "Why? Why is this? Why is this fairy killing everybody? Killing the, this other magical person?" So yeah, do not bring little. Kids. A lot of violent. death.
2: I would say probably several hundred deaths in Maleficent. I mean,
1: you see little fairies just dying in front of you. It's uh, but all very sad.
2: that's how that you can keep it. Pe- if if you don't show humans, it's also bloodless. But if you don't show humans getting killed, it, they can kill as many fairies as they want because. According to the
1: ratings board, that doesn't count, and it well, doesn't scar children, which is BS. That's the oh GI Joe God. rule from the 1980s, because GI Joe was basically a, a war cartoon. You always but they saw had the, lasers. You always well, saw the parachute, and right. they had lasers. They didn't have actual bullets, and that's how they could get get away with it. There, I would say honestly, two to five
2: hundred people and fairies get slaughtered in this movie. Now oh. as far as the
1: cast goes I do think Michelle Pfeiffer is having a good time chewing scenery It's I, I love Michelle Pfeiffer I think that she's wonderful uh, but, but she doesn't really have uh, more Anything. than one dimension to her character she's just evil and that's fine. And you love to see Angelina Jolie and
2: Michelle Pfeiffer work off each yeah, other absolutely. for both of the scenes they are in
1: together well, and Maleficent now that she's in the godmother role uh, they really play her for comedy, yeah, for most comedy of, of the film, and it's nice to see Angelina kind of be play a comedic into that. actress. That's kind of nice
2: because she gets to all right smile more. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's, see, it's even making me laugh. There you go. It is. It, it's it's cute, and then you still have um, who who's the uh, Sam
1: Riley? Yes, Sam, Sam Riley as the crow, and, and he's he's a fantastic actor. We're all really big fans of him, and he's maybe the highlight. Of this movie. You also have the same no. three fairies. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. You, you oh, I, I, like I know who you're highlighting. Right. We'll I like her those fairies.
2: Mel uh, uh, DeStoughton, Juno Temple, and De- Le- yeah. Leslie Manville. Leslie Manville. They, and uh, they were worthless in the first one. They were worthless in this one. But see, that, that was the story, that the three fairies that were supposed to be taking care of her were neglecting their duties. And so Maleficent stepped in, first out of pity... <laughs> uh, Why are we rehashing the first one?
1: So uh, what what is your highlight of Maleficent? My highlight
2: of the movie is an actress I know nothing about. She is from uh, Ireland. She was in the movie Brooklyn, and she was – what else was she in? She was – oh, she was in Fantastic Beasts. Her name is Jen – what is her name? I had it written down. I can't find it in my notes. We can edit this part out. No, Jen Miller. I – with two ends and she is great as uh Philip's mother's hench woman. I guess silent for the entire film. No, she speaks. She's like, like, but she's mostly silent, right? She's, she's very assassin, uh, assassin. Uh, 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 Yeah. But you're giving a, yeah. uh. Uh, A lot of people that get killed. She, (laughs) she kills a lot of
1: them. I don't think Carl or I enjoyed this movie, but I will say that I had, A better time with this one than I did the first one and if if the end of this movie is any indication as long as box office cooperates we will definitely be getting a third Maleficent
2: because they keep going and they go and it leads it leads right into the
0: uh, I thought the first one was just so just ran out of gas and it just, so, I just can't imagine how many more.
2: Well, and this one, I mean, it actually, it leads into something, even though it doesn't have to. We didn't talk about uh, Quetela Geofor.
1: I don't know if we can talk about him or Ed Screen, can we? No, not really. Yeah. I mean, they're in the movie, but we can't really say who they are because it's kind of a big would, deal. Oh. But
2: they, they and you know what? Disney was really smart. Yes. Not to put, they we j- they just said this. that they were in the movie yep. and that was it.
1: And no spoilers. Because and, no, yeah. sp- nobody spoilers. This it. is
2: not the real spoiler. I
1: would not spoil it. No, because it's one of the. It's a good. It's, it's a actually a good twist. It, it'll kind of wake you up a little bit if you're kind of falling asleep in the middle of this movie. Warwick Davis is here. Warwick Davis is wasted, and his character undergoes such a 180
2: degree turn. I that, actually called him Joseph Mangala of the Fairy World. <laughs> yes, exactly. He is. Oh, yeah, he and, is. Yeah. And see, you have to know who Joseph Mangala is.
1: But yes, he but is he the does Joseph Mang face basically. And I'm thinking this this.
2: Oh Script yeah, be, because no El Fanning says, "Oh, you used to be such and, and such," he's like, okay, and he's L. like, Fanning, well, I, "I guess, I guess I'm, ooh, okay. I guess I'm just, good now." It made no sense. No. <laughs> all right, so Max wants to talk about a movie we did not get to talk about last week, which yes. was Pale Blue Dot. Yes, I mean pa-
1: Lucy in the Sky. Pale Blue Dot is my preferred title for this, although I warmed to Lucy in the Sky.
0: I don't like when they name them after songs that really don't relate to what <laughs> it's going to be about. It's a horrible
1: Irish, uh, another Irish folk. Singer. Well, it, it's it's definitely a studio. You could tell the studio said, hey, wait a minute. We could do this and we could even put the song in it because the song – They the were never going to pay for the Beatles song. Well, of course not. It's cheaper to get somebody else to sing it. So, so and it's a horrible did. version? It's not that it's a horrible version. It's a spacey, weird version, but it is included. It's interesting the way that it's included in the film because Carl said he would be upset if it wasn't mm-hmm. included. And so it is, but it's included in a scene that takes place on Earth not in the sky or in space. It's also cut off abruptly as if the filmmaker said, well, that's enough of that, which I appreciate because they're basically saying, look, we had to do this Mm -hmm. because the movie is titled Pale Blue Dot. That's what I'll I'll, I'll always call it. I will start off my review of Pale Blue Dot, uh, which stars John Hamm and Zazie Beetz, who's having an interesting year, uh, and uh, Natalie Portman, by saying that this movie is almost universally hated. By I've everyone read, but you. I no, not but not. I said almost because okay. there are other. There, there's Eric Yates who writes the you, you have you have found kindred spirits. <laughs> there is uh, somebody who wrote for a, a a website all about music and film who loved it, uh, and the music here is interesting. But most reviewers that I have read have trashed this thing, and they've said that it's awful and unwatchable and laughably bad. And I, I had not read any reviews, but I knew of these negative reviews before I saw it. So I didn't know what to expect. I sat next to Dan Buffa and J.C. Corcoran and Paul Harris. That's who was at the screening. And they all other, hated it. Well, here's the thing. Buffa, uh, uh, in his review, he said it was mixed, but actually it's a pretty bad review. He really didn't like it. Um, I don't know what J.C.'s thoughts on it were. Uh, oh, he because, hated it. Uh, he hated it. There you go. Paul Harris had an interesting review on his site where he said – it, it will be on his worst of 2019 list. It's not it's, it's not even that he didn't like it. It will be on his worst of list. He knows that there will not be 10 other movies that are worse than this yeah, one. Yeah, so so I, I was gobsmacked reading all of those because as I texted Carl, I loved this movie. <laughs> I loved, loved, loved this movie. But now, you are biased. Now, here's the thing. Some people have brought this up to me, including uh, a mutual friend of ours who texted me and said, uh, well, you you would have loved it anyway because Natalie Portman is in it. Well, I would hope that my friends and colleagues would have enough respect for my integrity that if I did dislike the film, I would be able to out name one why. movie of hers that you dislike. I just reviewed a movie with Ashley Judd and hers called that Where the doesn't Heart doesn't Is count. that I just reviewed for, for Zeke film and I did not give it a positive review. So the proof is in the pudding. People are comparing this to Ad Astra, which stars Brad Pitt. Mm-hmm. Ad Astra is a movie that's getting almost universal praise. People think that Brad Pitt will be nominated really? for Best Actor. People love this film. You didn't like it that much. Though. I hated it. I thought it was awful. I thought it was laughably bad. To say that again, it was. Uh, by the time the Moon Pirates showed up, I was done with Ad Astra. <laughs> but, uh,
0: but, that but, was fast. So that was pretty fast. It was. So I said
1: to, to <laughs> my friend, had Portman started in Ad Astra, I still would have disliked it. So anyway, there's all the stuff out of the way. Here's why I I loved this movie. I think the people who disliked it might have thought they were getting a, a, a an adaptation of the true life story of an astronaut named Lisa Nowak, who the diaper was, girl, who was the person who was having an affair with another astronaut That astronaut began an affair with another astronaut. She lost her mind. She decided to drive from Texas to Florida with rope, uh, latex gloves, uh, a BB gun, a knife, and a diaper. And they said adult diapers, which makes sense. You're an astronaut. You don't want to stop. You want to get all the way to Florida. But first of all,
2: adult diapers on Earth are not for
1: full-blown attacks. They're for leakage. If we could take the tabloid nature out of it, uh, the police never said that adult diapers were in her possession. She has denied that she ever bought the adult diapers. But,
2: but she was always diaper lady. But nobody
1: has ever listened to that. And in, in, in movies and music and articles, it's on TV, it's always been the joke, the, di- the diaper astronaut lady. In mm-hmm. the Scarlett Johansson movie, Rough Night, they even made that joke. But apparently it wasn't true. So let's not let the facts oh, wow. get in the way of the real story here. But, but so We weren't people, for political radio. We so, know that. So, Yeah. So <laughs> pe- people were mad that this wasn't. Lisa Nowak's story, because it's not. They rename her character Lucy Cola. So she doesn't even have the same name. It's based on a true story. It it said inspired Inspired by true events, which which is different. Very different. Basically, this is an astronaut having an affair with another astronaut who breaks her heart and she goes crazy. Other than that, there's no Lisa Nowak involved here. So put that out of your mind. If you're going to see the astronaut diaper story, you, you get no diapers here. It's not going to happen. Does she travel from... Texas to Florida it's actually they mess up the stage she's traveling up to California now but she does get from a bunch Texas of, I, don't, I don't think it was from t- from Texas it was a it was some other state so the, the, okay. again they're not doing the exact geography but she does pack a bunch of weapons and a blonde wig and all kinds of stuff and they have a confrontation and with they men. and give they her, her the worst pixie haircut ever they do so here's the thing Portman has a dowdy wardrobe uh, it's a working class work uh, wardrobe she has a Dorothy Hamill uh, haircut and she's got a, a Holly Hunter accent. Uh, so oh it's, really? So it's she a very, ta- she's talking from ticks. It's, it's a very is. strange oh, accent that she's got going on here. Is but she, she good at it the that. Whole, well, the, we talk about where the heart is. She did that back, and where the heart is, she just does that again. So she's doing kind okay. of okay, y'all. But um but but, but, yeah, but that was 30 years. At the, ago. Yeah, at the beginning of this movie it is evident that this char- this character Lucy Cola is not necessarily playing with a full deck. She's she's very driven to the point of being reckless. Another, and another re- another mental health issue I movie. was reminded of Todd Phillips Joker where in that movie Arthur Fleck is not playing with a full deck right away immediately. But, and he is not able to handle the effects of the world around him. The, the perceived madness of the world proves too much for him. The same thing happens with Lucy Cola here. She, the, the, the perceived uh, insane nature of everyday life and, and, and the, the boring nature of everyday life really gets to her. She already was having these issues. She goes up in the beginning of the film into a space mission has a sort of uh supernatural experiences is this added this transcendent mm. oh my lord we're space all monkeys living. well she comes back to planet earth and she doesn't want to go to Applebee's she doesn't want to live with her her boring husband Dan Stevens who's great and everything wait, 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 wait. Uh, she's she's
2: not she's not okay I'm confused now because I thought she was sleeping with John Hamm so no, she's married to Dan Stevens. She's that's married to Dan Stevens. Yes,
1: but what I'm saying is, after her space mission, she gets back to Earth and everything she needs seems adventure. so boring. Yeah, she needs it. She needs the thrill. She feels like she's done nothing wrong in her entire life because she's been straight A student trying to get to become an, an right, astronaut. Right, because you can't be dumb to be an astronaut. So she starts. No. she starts having an affair with John Ham. Okay, he starts two timing her with Zazzy Beats, and that's when Lucy Cola starts going mental. Now and then, the Joker starts imagining that he's sleeping with her. <laughs> has had that going on a lot this year yes <laughs> noah Hawley. noah Hawley is a guy who's primarily worked in television he worked on legion
0: and fargo and, and fargo which is brilliant this
1: is his directorial debut on the big screen he does some really interesting things here not only with sound design where if somebody's telling lucy something that she can't really process a muffled sound comes up where you can't even hear the dialogue because she's not She's oh. not processed. paying attention. She's not really processing. And also, he changes the aspect ratio in this film nonstop. Really? Given what her perception of events are when she's in space, it's sixteen nine. When she's on the planet Earth, it's four by three. And oh. that's a really interesting thing to put you in her that's mindset. Nice stylistic. Yeah. yeah. So this, I think, this movie is not landing uh, with people because it's not the movie they thought it was. I thought it was incredible. Uh, I don't know if it'll be on my top ten list, but I couldn't disagree more with our colleagues. I loved this film. And uh, I hope people, sure. I hope people check it out.
0: I would, I would like to see it. But uh, Sasha Stone, who I admire, yeah, she's the sure. awards daily person. Mm-hmm. She is a masterful tweeter. I, yeah, like follow both her on of, Twitter. Yeah, yeah Twitter tweeter. Twitter. Mm-hmm. Twitter um, like right. both you are. Twits, and, I think um, what the, tweets and the, yeah, the tweets tweeters. Anyway, she uh, uh, did a tweet saying that she has given it a second chance. She says on second viewing, it really improves. Oh wow, nice. And she talked about that. I think well,
1: the pe- it wasn't the film that people were expecting. And I didn't know what to expect. I, I Honestly, I'll, some inside baseball here. I was having a very bad day that day. Yeah. And oh, I went to yeah. see this movie, and it was the highlight of my whole day. I, I wrote a bit more about it over at ZekeFilm.org. So if you guys want to go to ZekeFilm.org and check out my review, it, it's, uh, it's, it's right there. Well, do you want to announce what uh, you're doing starting Monday? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I talked about having a bad day last week. So I was working recently for Salem Media. Uh, who decided to sell the station and cut and run out of St. Louis. So uh, God bless station or uh, Salem media. I loved working for them, but they're no longer in St. Louis. Uh, However, uh, exciting for fans of the, the movie show, which is of course airing Saturday nights on KTRS starting this Monday, I'll be reunited with John Carney and Julie Buck producing their show. Monday through Friday. So Yay. I'm taking my old job back over at KTL. Where on their show you don't get to talk movies at all because they have Tom O'Keefe on they, Yeah, they have Tom O'Keefe. Although what they started doing was just pitting me and Tom against one another. Which is which, dumb and mean. I and mean, I think Tom really doesn't enjoy it because no. he's like, Max, you have your own segment on Guy Phillips' show, which I might come back up. Might come I back. I haven't talked to Guy yet, so now, I don't know.
2: I actually have a question for you. Uh, adjacent to the whole Natalie Portman mm. thing. What do you think about Ronan Farrow's book where he says that Jackie is the worst movie ever made? I, I because don't. because one of the guys from NBC that uh, helped ruin his career over at NBC mm.
1: was... Instrumental in getting that movie made. Well, I I think you just answer your own question. Uh, you know, some people are are you know you you're too close to the situation to actually uh, objectively. He really talk hates about.
2: that movie because yeah. of the participation. Well, you of, know, there, there's uh, when
0: did he get fired from NBC? Well,
2: when they killed his story. When they killed when they oh came, was yeah, it yeah, Steve yeah Bing yeah, yeah. or something, Was that his name? I don't know. Maybe
1: something like that. Because I I, I, I saw I read it in the New Yorker. Name. Well, the thing about it is. I cannot hate every single movie that Harvey Weinstein uh, helped release. You'd have to hate Pulp Fiction. I'd, I'd have to hate some really wonderful works of art. And, right. and so, so the same thing, I understand that Ronan. And Vera he took has, credit for a lot of stuff that he had nothing to do. Ronan, well, and he also ruined a lot of movies. They, they used to call right. him uh, uh, Scissorhands, Harvey Scissorhands, because he would cut up foreign films so mm-hmm. much. Um, but no, I, I, Ronan Farrow has a personal reason to not enjoy that film. That's fine. That has that is not does not even enter my orbit. I thought Jackie was one of the best films of of that year.
0: Oh, she was fabulous. She should have won the Oscar.
1: And I, I agree, but I, I saw that at SLIF right here at the St. Louis yes. International and Film Festival. And so did I. This year, I think Lynn and I are both on juries this year, so that's fantastic. We're looking forward to another great SLIF. Well, speaking
2: of things that you will be watching... Lynn watched a movie from her house. Well, actually, no, she didn't. She saw it in the theater because it's in theaters this weekend. You can watch it from your house next weekend. Right. Eddie Murphy's. Oh, yeah. Eddie Murphy's My Name is Dolomite. Based another. This is based on a true story, or do they say inspired by true events on this one also?
0: There's a real guy who I didn't know about, Rudy Ray Moore. He was a comedian. Yes, comedian. Pioneered. uh, Race records. (laughs) um, Yes. He was... Okay, so you gotta go back to the 70s, and it's glorious what they do with the 70s. It's just so excess, and all the colors, and all the fashions, and all the big hair, and it's just great. So they really did a lot of attention to detail. Greg Brewer is the director okay, from and Hustle he, and Flow. Yeah, Hustle and Flow. And uh, he, uh, the screenwriters, it's uh, the people that did People versus Larry Flint. Okay. And it's smart. It's just spot on. It's really enjoyable and entertaining. There's lots of elements that I think work here that uh, make it just a cut above. This cast is having a ball. It's led by Eddie Murphy, who is having yet another comeback, but he's really good in this and he just is back he's in the zone. He's in the Eddie zone and he's playing this Rudy Ray Moore. This guy had a, a comedy, um stand-up comedian, and he wasn't going nowhere. So he started doing more Black humor Exploitation In his, in, in his uh, uh, Stand up And he just started Getting laughs And he created This character Dolmite mm. And Dolmite Just takes off And Is it Dolomite Or Dolmite I'm not sure You know what I think they might Say Dolomite. I'm just saying Yeah Dolomite. Okay. I, I, oh my, cause I don't, I, it's pale blue dot. I didn't see it. And I really, really wanted to. It,
2: because normally what they've been doing for these Netflix things, they've been letting us see them on our Netflix account. Yep. But this one, they wanted people to see it in the theater.
0: Huh. And it's going to be at two theaters uh, in St. Louis, urban theaters in uh, for a week. And then it, oh, then it live streams on um, the, Don't uh, oh mind, is my name. Yes. And Eddie is, uh, Playing this guy, it's first of all, you gotta. um I will have to warn people: a lot of language, sure, lot of a lot of, lot of MFs, a lot of MFs, a lot of nudity, and, and really sexual. Well, not a lot now of you're nudity, turning. but there's Now some, you make me want to see this even more. There's some. There's some nudity. It is a, a an homage and a spoof of exploitation movies because they decide and if you like movies within a movie they decide they're going to make this movie because now uh, rudy's going around the country selling his albums titus burgess is a uh, wonderful again from uh, from uh, kimmy um, schmidt kimmy yeah schmidt. unbreakable he was the emmy nominee from that the breakout star Kino noir <laughs> he, he was so funny anyway he uh is um uh, Rudy's loyal friend Craig Robinson from The Office mm-hmm. is Rudy's friend so they're all you know stamping the album covers and they're taking them to DJs just like they used to do back in the day and so they said let's go see a funny movie and they go watch the front page with Jack Lemon and Walter Matthau. and so they're sitting there going this isn't funny <laughs> This isn't funny at all. And they saw But they th- looked that her- was one of
2: those screwball comedies where they talk really fast.
0: Yeah. And it's also that, you know, old timey mm-hmm. newspaper people. Front pages.
2: <laughs> they remade that like four different times.
0: I know. So they come out of the theater and go, let's make our own movie. So they do this. So they hire Michael Keegan. Uh, Keegan G- Michael Keegan. Keegan Michael Keegan. God, why do I get this wrong? All the time. I want to say the right it's
2: thing. It's in alphabetical order. K I- comes before M. Okay. Yes, she could, can never say I it, can right never. Really? I can never. Keegan, of those, Michael, it's, Key. It's like
0: one of those sure. dixles, dyslexic, dyslexic things. She, and um, okay, so
2: Keegan-Michael Key plays yeah, Jerry plays, Jones.
0: He plays the uh, anxiety-ridden screenwriter, and they hire Wesley Snipes. Of all people, Leslie Wesley's been missing from the screen for sure, a while. But I hear
2: he is amazing and he's very hilarious. funny. He's very funny, and who people, knew people? Well, he was in Major League, and he was great in Major mm-hmm. League. Oh, I
0: forgot that because I was like, who knew he could do comedy? So, well. but
2: that's how he started, and then he was too big
1: to be well, in then Major he did League. A couple Spike Lee movies, you know, and right. he did a uh, 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 Jungle did, Fever, Passenger Fifty Seven, One Night Stand. I mean, he did, and I mean, then he became loved, an action hero. People loved Wesley Snipes I and mean, Blade. I mean, people loved him. I mean. He was not. I mean, I know obviously the tax issues, and he was jailed for that. And we could argue whether or not he should have been. But I mean, it's nice to have him back uh, working again.
0: So they all look like they're having a blast. And he's Cody he, Smith McGee. He's one of the um, the Kubo. financial dudes. They go to these. Um, oh, I can't. Uh, I wouldn't say they're maybe shady money guys, but they're uh, they're loan they're, loan collectors. They're like. Uh, a, a different... Um, Payroll loans? No, they're like guys. They're in the film business. They, uh, they're they not on the up and but up. But they're, they're like the B-movie guys. Okay. Anyway, so they finance Eddie. And Eddie just is having a blast. And Wesley plays this vain actor. And they bother him at a restaurant. And then Eddie sweetens a pot with, How would you like to direct? Oh, so that's they g- the they get him, and so this is a series of like Murphy's Law: everything that could go wrong sure, will go does, wrong. Yeah. And but they
2: did, but Dolomite was a real film in 1975.
0: Hmm. Yeah, so it reminds you of that badass that Mario sure, Peebles yeah. well, badass it's a bright, and then great movie. sweet yeah. song and just
1: it's so, just fun. Eddie Murphy, of course, nominated for Best Supporting Actor for Dreamgirls. A lot Should've of people won. thought he was a lot. Norbit. And right, and then and then More, More really was and theaters,
2: it. and then Alan Arkin won, which is still a great performance. Sure, it is,
1: course.
0: and I thought Eddie but, was going to win. But, but what,
2: what
1: everybody er, did, everybody did. I mean, he was supposed to be a, a lock. Of course, he lost that one. Will he be nominated for Dolomite?
0: I don't know yet, because you know it's early. We got a lot of movies it to see. Early. But yeah. I think and he's a the lead. Be, but I think he'll be nominated. I think they'll really clean up at the Golden Globes, yeah. like because you know, no, they have it's a comedy that, category. It's that kind of a movie, yeah, because so, yeah. it's going to have the comedy category. And
1: plus, crowd pleasers do well at the Golden
2: all right so also uh chris rock is he in it for yeah, very much
0: just, no just brief cameos snoop Dogg's pretty much cameo okay um but yeah it's it's just very entertaining and uh if you uh, whether you are not you are familiar with that era it's just i think people are going to have a good time good all
2: right so then there's another little film out and a lot of people are talking about with the uh, president
0: and his uh uh his master manipulator mentor. Roy Cohn. Yeah. There's a new, is it a documentary? Yeah, it's a documentary.
2: Where's my
1: Roy Cohn? I was going to go see this and I thought, well, I don't know if my blood pressure could take it. Yeah. So I didn't see the screen.
0: Yeah. Well, um, he, uh, if you're unfamiliar, like my students were, are, are unfamiliar with the McCarthy hearings. Oh, right. wow. But yeah, he was involved in really. that, and he was, and then now he he's a master of the dark arts. Do they not teach that in school? Or do I don't know. It's amazing. That's amazing, isn't it? They were like, isn't that with like some Hollywood people? No, they're they're can. The, <laughs> well, I guess the blacklist. <laughs> yeah, the blacklist. Yeah. yeah started still, with McCarthy hearings. Right. Yeah. Still, that's so. What it is. Yeah, uh, not, uh, one person knew. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Out of every of the 25 people in your (laughs) class? No. Now there's like there's there's like 16.
2: Okay. Out of 16 people, one of them knew. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's kind of sad. So that's where he cut his teeth. He's a he is a lawyer. He is very unscrupulous and ruthless. And he uh, is responsible for a lot of the way the politics are nowadays. These dark arts. And of Mm -hmm. course, he was uh, 45's mentor. So of course we're going to have him. We're going to have Roger Wait, Stone. Wait, does,
2: does he give an interview or are they just talk? no?
0: Just is just yeah. He talks. I'm sure Roger Stone gives one. Yeah, because he um, likes to well, do that. The um the director is Matt Turnauer, and he is a journalist slash filmmaker, and he did Citizen Jane. Uh, okay. About the activist woman mm-hmm. in New York who saved the historic buildings because some ruthless developer wanted to buy them all up and turn them into.
2: Was it the same ruthless developer
0: that you uh, were talking about? Earlier? <laughs> no, it was a different one. But he knows, and he did that Valentino movie. We got it a couple years mm-hmm. ago. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um, it's also got Steve Rubell from uh, Fifty Studio Fifty Four in it. Okay. Archival footage, obviously. Right, but I'm
2: guessing that I'm guessing this does not put him in a
0: good light. No. No. No, it's not. It's hour thirty-seven minutes, and it's basically about.
2: Is it uh, a hit job? Yeah. Would, would the right say it was a hit job? Yeah, they
1: would. Well, then, what what is the takeaway from this film? Like, why why should somebody watch this film?
0: It is an expose of what effect he did have on things. Yeah, for, and because about, he was a active the from the
2: fifties all the way to the two thousands.
0: Yeah, it connects the dots, and if people aren't familiar, they'd be fascinated by how this guy wielded so much. Uh, power. power and uh, not in a good way and also if you just saw angels in america at the rep roy Cohn and is a major player in that. right really and that peter Freshette from 30 something played him and he was well terrific. how about that laurie
2: mack huh yeah, yeah she had that done that she
0: promoted the heck out of that yeah and i'm gonna go see her in brighton beach memoirs really who's she playing she's playing blanche the aunt Oh, I bet she's really good. We love the Laurie. She Matt. is a yes, two-time. She is a two-time St. Louis Theater Circle Award winner. winner. Yeah. Oh wow, Very yeah, nice.
2: and her husband too, Alan Noel. Alan, yeah, Null. has he won?
0: No. What? No. Alan's great. Oh, I know. That's but probably he, a contention dir- in the house. Yeah, he directed. Oh, her. Yeah. Okay. To, well, to he, one he of her was. Wins? Yeah. yeah that no, cast. Uh-huh. no. 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 If it wasn't for me, you wouldn't have won. Right. He, <laughs> he um, directed Brighton Beach Memoirs <laughs> oh, now okay. at the New Jewish uh, this weekend and They're next not weekend, Jewish. and and I would. I thought
2: it only had to be Jewish
0: actors. But <laughs> it is.
2: It's is Neil Simon play.
0: And it they they have uh, the New Jewish <laughs> Theater out in Corps has. Really good work. They have exceptional performers and sets. Alan does a lot of work there, and he played God last year and he he, uh, got nominated. It was a comedy. It was called Dear God. It's the same one that Jim Parsons did on Broadway. now hold on a
2: second. Brighton Beach Memoirs is the first, it's a trilogy, right? Yeah. And then Biloxi Biloxi Blues. Blues, And what's the third one?
0: Um, It is. uh, um,
2: Because I don't think Matthew Broderick did the movie version of the third one. I think they stopped at Biloxi Blues.
1: Which I saw the theater blint. when I was a kid. Did I you was really? Way too young to see that movie, but yeah, I, I enjoyed it for what it, I could it, understand back then when I was a kid.
2: But it's the same characters, right? Yeah. Okay.
1: Is it Broadway
0: Bound?
2: Broadway Bound. That that is it. That is the third one.
0: Okay. <sighs> Brighton Beach Memoirs is my favorite Neil Simon play. So, really? so wait, wait,
1: wait, on, hold on. a minute Where's my Ray Cone? Uh, it, <laughs> it doesn't. It, I, I'm still not convinced that I need to watch that movie. Do I need to watch the movie? Well, you already know things about it, Ray the thing. Thing. Yeah, you already. I'm actually know. a little too plugged in, so yeah. I probably know too much about. Yeah.
0: That. yeah, you could save your ninety minutes. Yay! And uh, yeah, that. It, but it's just you know, it's it's interesting. I think if you're not familiar with him, and if you are, and you are just really fast fascinated why, why we're in this mess we're in <laughs> maybe but you guys work in political radio yeah. and you know all that stuff we do so therefore all yeah. right but just get, now hold just on a really second quick.
2: i i still can't believe that brighton beach memoir, and i love brighton beach memoirs. but you're like california
0: sweets. i know i do like a lot of neil simon I'm the familiar odd with couple the yeah. Well, yeah. You know, okay. Barefoot in the Park. I saw the movie Jane Fonda and Robert Redford in the theater. That's how old I am. But the I, Odd Couple. Yeah, is he, not. He is probably the, the okay. best. But in terms of like a heart, like Neil Simon with it. Yes, that because Brighton that's a Beach family, and the and
2: in the Odd Couple, they they're it's the destruction of family and building a new family.
0: Yeah, but also Brighton Beach Memoirs is his autobiography. Okay. And, but, and Neil and Matthew Simon Matthew Broderick
2: Matthew Broderick Was amazing In both the play And the yeah, film yeah. Alright so Let's talk what's out On the DVDs This week Oh boy uh, Let's talk about a movie That Max and I And Lynn hated Stuber
1: Yes I hated this it's movie It's so, so bad and, and I know that There were some other And I like Dave Bautista And I want to like, like, said, him oh, it's kind for summer, like him Because you want to
0: For it is, summer But its it doesn't hold up
1: It was not funny At and all At all I think actually Um I mean, Camille no, made, no, made, made me laugh. The the, the, the his, Sarah Connor joke, which is in all the trailers, made me guffaw. He's I that actually
2: was better in Men in Black International playing the exact same character.
1: Well,
0: I just like the way he delivers lines. But well, yeah, I really like it. But it yeah, does sure. get old. Yeah, but a, Big after,
1: Sick. Yeah, after seeing him in Big Sick or even he in the X-Files act. reboot, he was great in that Or too. Silicon
0: Valley. Yeah, so, well, yes, no.
1: I, Having I, its final I, season, this I show. hated this movie. It opens up with Karen Gillan and Dave Bautista, a couple of Guardians of the Galaxy reunited. Dave Bautista is a cop whose partner uh, gets killed. And um he his eyes are all messed up, so he has to take an Uber to try to find her killer. His
2: name's Stu. And so, see
1: the Uber driver's Stoo-ber. name is Stu, which is where I get the title. And the Uber driver is Kamale. It so is it's a whole mismatched buddy comedy because you have the meek Kumail and the big macho dance. And then batista. the the
2: uh the hot daughter, uh uh who she was um uh, No, dang it, uh, I have now forgotten her name. Don't look it up, don't look it up. Okay. Natalie Morales.
1: Oh, Natalie Morales. Sure. Who doesn't really do a whole bunch in the movie? No,
2: but you know that they're going to hook up you at the end. You have
1: a pit bull that comes out of nowhere and then the pit bull disappears. Uh, the ending is really bad. Mira Sorvino uh, is in this movie, and it's great to see me, uh, Mira back because she I, sort yeah, I of didn't had, even know that was her. She had her Again, how could you display.
2: not know? But, they, uh, yeah, and but, and um, the and the problem is when you have a movie with so few characters. Yeah.
1: And then you there only some kind of them can uh,
2: only yeah. so so many people can be the villain. It was so it's not a reveal.
1: So, so, so poorly written. I, I was shocked at the lack of laughs. This is, you know, this kind of genre of mismatched buddy comedy, you know, action comedy. It was it was perfected with Midnight Run. With Charles Grodin yes. and De Niro. I'm not saying every movie needs to be that good, but when you but have like a lethal a movie weapon, that good. yeah, lethal but, weapon, but, but if,
2: yeah, because that
1: they the difference sure. but
2: the difference is like they were both cops. Midnight Run, you've got the bounty hunter and the yeah. bounty. Yeah,
1: this yes, you have, this, you have, Uber have an Uber cop. driver and a cop. Yeah, it was I I, I didn't didn't. Uh, Tom Cruise and Jamie Foxx do that? Well, except it was a serious movie called Collateral, which is an incredible film. It is,
0: Michael Mann. Michael
1: Mann. It's a great film. Here's the thing. People are are going to be listening to this podcast and they're going to say, you know what, it's the weekend... It's the fall. Let's get some hot cocoa. Let's build a fire and let's rent Stuber. It's only three dollars. Let's go ahead and rent it. No, don't do it. Save your three dollars. Get anything. anything else, else with this cast? If right. you see this cast, Sorvino or Nagiani or Karen Gillan or but in a different film. Get that film mm-hmm. instead.
2: Unfortunately, there's quite
0: watching. a few movies that are out that are way better. Uh, but you so- saw
2: the Art of Self Defense with Jesse Eisenberg.
0: Uh, no, I did not. You didn't? Remember. No, I my link you did. didn't. No, my link didn't work.
1: I believe before the show started, she, she answered said, oh, yes, in the oh yes, I did see that,
2: <laughs> but that's okay. What else? Oh, oh, that's the movie you kept trying to watch, and it wasn't ever.
0: Yeah, no. All right, that's, all, that's that, all. But all uh, I it's crawl. Jesse Eisenberg being Jesse Eisenberg. It keeps crawl. Saying, I've got, I keep, this is why I'm trying to find the rest now, what, of the What are you DVDs. doing on your phone? Yeah, I'm trying to find the rest of the DVD We already, we already oh, looked there. it up. The, oh, other, yeah, the, the only, only other
1: major, major one is crawl, is crawl, which is the Alligator movie. Alligator movie, which I really you wanted really to wanted to see. Why well, because,
2: am I say, I'm saying the exact same thing as, as <laughs> well, you? We, like, well, I this have is like a the Marx Brothers. We did a show
0: together
1: already. Right, we already did this, yes. No, the thing is... Alexandra Aja, I believe is how you say his name. I don't think it's Aja. I think it's Aja. Aha. Uh, but uh, he directed <laughs> uh, High <laughs> Tension and uh, uh, Silent Hill, a couple of really great uh, horror movies. And so this premise is you know, paper thin, but I think that's fine. It's a it's a it's young an, woman. has got to save her dad. It's Kayla Sc- Scleroduro, I think is her name. Sure. She was in The Last Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, she was, I think on some sort of Australian, uh, wasn't one opera. of the, Oh, was, uh, wasn't one of the guys that we talked about. Oh, in Maleficent
2: was in the pirates of the Caribbean movie.
1: Yes. Well, no, 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 the the director. Okay. The director of the last pirates movie directed the new Maleficent mistress of evil. Well, uh, Kayla here goes down to Florida when there is a big uh, uh, storm coming, a big hurricane, and she has to uh, rescue her dad when the house floods. But guess who's there? An alligator. Now, having grown up in Florida, uh, this could absolutely happen. There's alligators everywhere. And uh, the idea of being locked in a house with an alligator is fantastic. So I, I really wanted to see it. I missed the screening, though. So I don't know if it's any good. I'm sure that our friend Tom Stockman saw it. I'm guessing. he
2: I'm loved guessing it. Dan saw it.
0: I'm too. guessing Dan loved it. Too? They did. Uh, they didn't screen it for us. I know. I, that's why I didn't see it. Oh right, yeah.
2: Speaking went... of which, there's another movie this week that we didn't talk about.
1: That's right. A sequel Zombie. to a film Zombie Land nine years ago.
2: I wanted. I watched Zombie Land for the first time a month ago because I'm like, you know what? I'm going to get ready for Double Tap, and I've heard everything, so I was I was already spoiled on the big. Sure reveal but i and i did but i didn't know how it ended and so i was really happy and i thought hey we'll see it and i finally you know caught up on some uh blind spot of pop culture that i missed and zombie land's fine
1: lynn did you see zombie land i one? liked it you a liked lot it. okay i i I'm, agree with carl i thought it was fine i thought it laughed i it made me laugh i thought Emma Stone it's was short really funny the cameo is great abigail so, yeah. breslin Sure. But now, nine years later, almost a full decade, we get a sequel. And they've been just... saying
0: that they
2: wanna ma- they've want to they wanted to make this movie for several years. Mm. And guess what? They finally did.
1: And, and they have been all over the us. place,
0: but they didn't. Yeah, they did I don't know screen. if
1: people seem to care, though. Are people like, oh, boy, double but, tap. But before, before, it was just this group
2: of people. Now they've all won or been nominated for tons of awards. And in
1: the last decade, the major pop culture shift has been The Walking Dead on... On AMC, right, which means that people might be a little tired of zombies. That was not the case when the first movie came out,
0: right? right? That was just the beginning of the zombies. Yeah, you had you had uh, uh, twenty eight days later,
1: right? And you had sort of a, a Shaun of the Dead, of that, Shaun of the Dead, which zombie land has been called the American Shaun of the Dead. But that's why it felt so fresh back then. Now, after ten years of Walking Dead. I think Double Tap is entering a pop culture phase that people might be confused by. But why wouldn't they screen it
2: for us? That's what I want to know. Does that mean it's absolutely horrible? Because everything you see in the trailer looks exactly like the first movie. And That's why I don't think it could be bad because
1: it is the same creative team. This might be a case of Sin City, A Dame to Kill For, which was the sequel to Sin City. I loved Sin City back in 2005. I did it too. It took about 10 years and the sequel came out. I was blown away by the sequel I thought it was fantastic and everybody hated it and I think it was just the audience having changed over 10 years I don't mm-hmm. think it was because it was the same people making the movie it was still Rodriguez and Frank Miller and it was right. pretty much the same cast and it was the same kind of hard-boiled stories and I was confused I'm like why why did everybody like this 10 years ago well people had done the similar kind of effects people had seen comic book films now for the last decade so yeah the, the Tap, black
2: and white wasn't as jarring as it was exactly. because it looked like a comic book
1: right and so I think with Double Tap people are like yeah zombie comedy okay whereas 10 years ago it was new.
2: I really wish they would have showed it to us because I wanted to see it, and I and I don't know why they did not.
1: No, uh,
0: well, if we're gonna talk uh, about streaming services, there's some things coming up besides the Netflix uh, Dolmite for the the uh, Halloween season, I suppose. Happy Death Day. To You, which you guys like, did. Is, just went on HBO last week.
1: Nice. Well, also, so yeah. we will not be getting a third one, which is really too bad. Jason Blum said they just didn't make enough money. I was really surprised <sighs> how, how much I liked the first one. Oh, the first one's amazing. The first it's one's amazing. great. Yeah. so great. I, I actually, that's on my rewatch schedule along with Alita. Uh, because I, I do love it. Every that time
2: that I episode. go over to Max's house, <laughs> Battle Angel Alita's on.
1: <laughs> it's one of my top films of the Except now, hold
2: on. You have to tell people that every time i come over to your house it's on yeah but then i mentioned a major plot point the other day and you were ignorant of the this movie that you've seen 25 times i
1: put it on in the background while i'm like cleaning the house or you know, and you know adulting like
2: hey she'll be in the sequel i'm like she's dead yeah and I then, about and, that. <laughs> and, then yeah. and then he, and he looked else. at me and he goes Wait, why, when did she die? And did, then we went we to just, that point.
1: We just watched the rest of the movie. You just stayed. I stayed at your house.
2: Movie. I mean, I was, I was, fin- what we were doing, I was we were, finished. We were done. And we had buried the body. And then, so by the time <laughs> yeah. the body, and we were done, we were just having beers afterwards. And so, <laughs> uh, and then I stayed to show him that. Hey that person is dead
1: which I had forgotten although they could bring that person back I uh, think in the right. sequel. You yeah. should watch it it's a fantastic science okay, fiction movie. It it's it's, it's it's so it's
2: a marriage of Rodriguez and Cameron. A lot of Jim Cameron. Cuz oh. it's a Jim a lot Cameron of Jim Cameron, uh, uh, Jim cool. Cameron uh, labor of love. Once I get this
0: Cam- once I get once this you move. move done sure. I have a stack this high of documentaries. From the Broadcast Film Critics Association. All I and, know and yeah. All
1: I know I is that we got our ballot already, didn't we? I think the for ballot the day today. Yeah.
2: All you all I know is that every time you turn on freeform, it's either Adam's Family Values or Hocus Pocus. Oh, I hate Hocus Pocus. I hate it too. I had
1: never seen it. I have never did. seen well, it. I have never seen it all awful. the way through. I had never seen it and I'd heard so many great things about it. I was too old to love it. out, but people love it. And so we rented it for Oscar. We're like, okay, well kids love this thing, let's rent it. He was mostly bored. We were appalled at how horrible it was. It's really, truly, truly bad. And I don't understand the nostalgia that people have for it. Well, if you saw it as a teenager, you might get that. I don't know. Question mark? Thora Birch is a better actress than anybody else in that movie and she was like 12. Right. <laughs> and she was like running circles around everybody else. And whatever have... happened to her, that's another one. You uh, just I think her? she retired. That's a, that's a long story. No, I had her on, on the Max the movie show. She had some mismanagement by her parents who were her agents and uh. handlers and managers and everything and it kind of derailed her career, but she's back out there now trying to do a second stab at it. So. Good.
0: Yeah. Interesting.
1: Well, but that's a good cast. The rest of the adults are good. Bette Midler tweets about it all the time. I know she tweets about it all the time. And it's like, okay, and, like, and they showed up for oh Disney man. reunion. Yeah. I um, People love it.
2: I, I they did. The you know or how or I feel yeah, about they, they uh, Sarah Jessica Parker, but, and speaking of Matthew Broderick and then, uh, Kathy Namji's great. Yeah,
1: sure. Sure. I mean, she was really funny and everything back then though. The sister, right. Act, sister, Act. She was, she did a, you know, a good, a good, and run she there. was
2: great as, uh, Mrs. Hill on King of the Hill. I'm not sure. Peggy. That's
1: right. That was her. That's her best role. I mean, Peggy Hill is iconic. Right. I'm not sure how much time we have left here, so I wanted to uh, preemptively just thank both of you for having me on once again because with my new gig producing Carney and Buck, I'll be on the air during the time that you guys record this little shit. That's, so that's why I wanted to do this because I don't know no. the next time I'll be able to. So, thank you for letting me on to talk about Natalie Portman again. I appreciate it. <laughs> well, that's awesome. true. But well, that I mean won't that.
0: run into you now because I'm not doing the movies for. Oh, for, you're not?
1: For, uh, the, for the Jennifer and Art. No, I but do you're doing it for Ray.
0: I'm on Thursday nights. We Absolutely. had a we had a yeah. fun discussion last you're night. You're still
1: on the station. That's what, So, all yes. three of us actually broadcast. On KTRS. Which that's is right. And, um, and none of us
2: are really getting paid.
0: Anymore, <laughs> that's very true. And uh, But yeah, but no, I used to run into Max uh, yes. when, uh, you know, because they, they came in to do the, the promo right. for the carnage show. would get show. mad
1: because we would talk a bunch and I would have stuff that I needed to do. And they were like, guys, break it up. Come on. yeah. That's how
2: my wife feels at the end of screenings. She says, you guys stand around and talk about movies way too much. And I said, but that's what we're that's what there we do. to do. Yeah. And then she said... Save it for the year (laughs) Which she's probably right Because we probably spend Way too much time there
0: I think we have a record This year Of talking about Once upon a time In Hollywood For three episodes Of real time It's still
1: probably My number one of the year As, As you point out Lynn there's many more Films to see But as of right now It's the best film That I've seen this year
2: Irishman's going to be Longer than that Oh, you can't see that either now. I can't see anything now because it's at eleven o'clock. Computers. I can't yeah. see it either. I've employment. I have a, right. I have a hockey game that day. I and did I can't get an see alert
1: it. from Netflix though they're, they're doing a screening up in New York with De Niro in attendance. So I might contact somebody to see if they'll fly me up there. Yeah, be I, I bet <laughs> they <laughs> flew you to
2: go see Roma,
1: they did last year, yeah, to talk to Alfonso Coron. And he and he they actually set up a phoner, uh, with Alfonso after that. So I came back to St. Louis and I talked to him on the phone again. And I thanked him for the screening and everything, it was amazing. He was a wonderful, wonderful guy.
2: All right, Lynn, what else do you have going on?
0: The Rocky
1: Horror show,
0: the hot Rocky Horror Picture, Picture Show is at the Tivoli this weekend. Good. So It's always good when annual, it's there. Yeah. So, I mean, it's,
2: so it's annually now? I thought it was yeah. once a month. They only do it once a year now? That's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I they used to do one, it.
1: I think it's once a year during Halloween time. I think that's. Yeah,
0: this is the big weekend for that.
2: Okay. So They probably do The Room more than that.
1: They probably do. I know they did Repo two weeks ago, which is a great sort of shadow cast movie. I love that one.
0: They do the Jan- uh, Japanese anime so I thought
2: they did, do they still do something every Saturday night at
0: the Tivoli?
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did The Shining recently.
0: I
2: think mm-hmm. they, well, I guess because they used to do a Rocky Horror Picture Show every Saturday night, and then I
1: guess that just oh, that got too was, old. Oh, that
0: was in the days, the varsity, that was the varsity. The that varsity was before then, our
1: listeners were born. Most Yes,
0: mm-hmm. and that was when Michael Stipe from REM dressed up and went to them. Nice. Yeah. All right. Well, Max,
1: where can we find you? Yes. Uh, please uh, read my writing on ZekeFilm.org. It's Z-E-K-E-F-I-L-M.org and also you can find the Maximum Movie show at KTRS.com. Just look for the Maximum Movies page. You can hear myself and Carl uh, yell about the uh, newest movies.
2: You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at underscore Carl the Intern. And uh, you can hear me on the Max a Movie Show weekends yeah. on KTRS sure. and on Assorted Times on the intercom family of radio stations. Right. I'm uh, and, Y98, uh, Y98, KZK, KMOX. Actually, I don't get to talk over there. And FM News Talk. I'm sorry, it's wrong. It's, it's 971 FM Talk. That's what they call it now.
0: So are you uh, playing Gloria at the Blues Games or is the song retired? No,
2: it, is, it has been retired. It is currently... Um, your love keeps lifting me higher that's and higher. Smart. By you should retire. It yes, until we get Jackie Wilson.
1: Significant wins, maybe you know conference champs or something. But I mean, no, no, wins. they're not going to. They're not. No, going or, to or that ha- they was a. Need a that new l- song. was last
0: year. Yeah, they need a wow. new song, and also, um, uh, the Cardinals didn't have a song. I'm just saying, Cardinals didn't well, that's have why. a song.
1: Lynn, where, so, where can we find you?
0: Uh, we can find me in the Times newspapers, Webster Kirkwood Times, South County Times, and West End Word and KTRS every Thursday night with Jay and Ray what? but <laughs> you know KTRS but,
1: should be giving us some money for this podcast yeah they but
0: uh, they um, and and uh, by the way I now I'll call when they tell I now say with Carl the intern middleman good when they say work on KTRS they go where can we find you and then they say in the Real Times Trio podcast with Carl the intern middleman good so yeah Ray said he he likes you and he knew you when you were a real intern that is true all right <laughs> say goodbye everyone bye so